down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Says, oh my god. I'm your Huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Well, then this calls for the old Billy Baroo. That's a huge bitch. The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? It's over, Johnny. It's over! Hey, what's going on, everybody? You've tuned into the one and only hot tag. It's yours truly, Shaheen. And Boxman. And we are the Persian and the Jew. You can check us out every Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Mixler.com slash THT Podcast. And make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and show us some love by leaving a review. Really, really helps spread the name of the show. And for as little as $5 a month, you can listen to us on Patreon.com slash THT Network. That's right. Every week, we release a brand new exclusive episode for our Patreons only, including THT Extras, Persian and the Jews, and live commentary over pay-per-views. And for you movie fans out there, listen to Anthony and me on THT Movie Review every other Saturday right here on Mixler and anywhere you find good podcasts. And don't forget to visit NuclearHeatGraphics.com where you can find my original art prints which focus on all the nostalgic things that we love growing up, including movies, wrestling, and Saturday morning cartoons. Nuclear heat graphics. Nuclear handcrafted designs of nostalgic horror. We have such sights to show you. Wrestling. You, Hulk Hogan, must self destruct. Retro cartoons and entertainment. A fellow chucker, eh? Portraits, customized posters, and posters, and so much more. Nuclearheatgraphics.com. Art makes us human.
walk further down the street Pull it out low Ain't no sound but the sound of a speed Machine guns ready to go Oh yeah there we go. Steve walks warily down the street. Brim pulled way down low. Oh yeah. Never one bites the dust. Uh, here we go. Here's <laughs> some more. Here we go. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey, gonna get you too. Another one bites the dust. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It is Saturday. It is late. It is 10.30 p.m. here. Actually, it's 10.50 p.m. here. It is probably 11.50 where you guys are at. What's going on? It is Boxman, and along with me, as usual, Anthony. What up, man? What's going on, bros? How much, man? Just kind of uh, chilling out today. Been a busy day. Been a busy week. God damn, dude. I feel like I haven't had time to fucking sit down and do anything this week. I haven't watched Raw. I haven't watched SmackDown. I haven't, I haven't watched Crown Jewel. Did you, watch, you did watch a couple Queens. But right? I but I did have time to go sit and watch Queen, the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Just to let everyone know, I'm not going to play any clips. Um, I don't want to spoil this. I know some people are going to see it during the week. Um, I mean, the ending, if you look at IMDB, the ending is not spoiled, but it tells you it leads up to their appearance at the Live Aid 1985 concert, which I will play in full for everyone at the end of the show. How's that? Very yes. cool. I will play that full concert for you, um, minus the part where he comes back out with Brian May and does a song at the end. Slow song. No one's going to want to listen to that shit. So, <laughs> we'll, uh, so, 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 Box, let's kind of break that down. Okay. You're talking about the show just started. You're talking about coming. We want to talk about Queen a little bit. Mm-hmm. This show's also a fun start, ain't it? Coming in Queens. I don't yes. know for some reason. Yes, <laughs> Queen come, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, this movie, <laughs> this movie, I saw it last night. Anthony obtained it today. Um, I pulled the box, man. <laughs> you did, and I—I I mean, that copy obviously was a screener. You're not going to get a good copy right now. It's just not going to happen. But yeah, it's going to take a couple days. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take a couple days, maybe even a couple weeks. But uh, this movie here is really, really—I uh, I enjoyed this movie. I could—if you went into this movie expecting a biography, you're going to leave pissed off, real pissed off. Was most of the movie true? Yes. Was there's was it watered down a little bit? Of course. It's a movie. It was made to be a movie. Was there some things they left out and maybe didn't embellish on that they probably should have? Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was still a decent movie to me. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I liked the music. I'm a fan of the Queen and all their music, so you know, I mean, this was this movie was more a celebration of the music and how they led up to doing the music rather than the life of Freddie Mercury, which is why I think they named the movie after a song instead of calling it, you know, Freddie or Freddie Mercury, something like that. But uh, I don't know. Anthony, what did you think? Uh, Like going into it, I really had no expectations as I posted about early on Facebook. I was a fan of Queen's songs. But I didn't necessarily know the history of it, of the group and how they came together. So I kind of went into it just expecting a good movie, which it was. 
from my perspective. Now, let me ask you this, Box. Mm-hmm. You're a fan of Queen. Do you think that going in, if you're like a fan, a diehard fan, and you know the history, you will come, maybe walk away disappointed? Because I remember, you know, when I saw All Eyes on Me. Right. And um, obviously, I'm a big time Tupac fan. I felt like it really, they kind of advertised it as a biography of his life. But they more or less took the highlights and just focused on anything that you could find out from a Google search. They took, a, they basically picked out the high points, the low points, and just made that the whole movie. They didn't really go into detail on things that you may didn't maybe didn't know about them. True, so, true. And and I really think if you watch the movie and you really go through it and wrap it up, the whole point of the movie is he was trying to make his father proud. That's really what I think a, 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 like one of the main points of the movie was because, you know, a, a, you know, small scene I will I will spoil, you know, when finally he he gets a, a hug from his father. You know, it, it you could see that the whole family was like, oh, my God, he's he's really made it now. So that was one thing. And trying to just figure himself out, you know, I mean, there. Like you said, you could look up a lot of this on a Google search. The fact that, you know, he left Queen. Those two, uh, the albums he did solo weren't very good. (laughs) Didn't sell very well. Yeah. (laughs) They wanted Queen. He was, he was Queen. I've said before, I think Freddie Mercury is the ultimate, is the number one front man for a band. The guy can, the guy had fucking presence on stage and, I'm going to play everybody a little clip from a uh, little BBC thing. Again, Anthony, not that BBC. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, the uh, the British Broadcasting. <laughs> um, it's about a five-minute <laughs> clip, but it talks about that uh, live concert that they did in 1985 where the movie wraps up and just how how captivating Freddie Mercury was. I mean... I don't know if you caught that throughout the movie. By the way, Mike Myers is in this movie. Did you? Catch- yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that that kind of like took me for a loop. Like, I mean, because they were going for like a serious vibe, and I can't help but kind of chuckle whenever I see Mike Myers on screen. So that kind of took me out of it a little bit, but it didn't take away from it for me. But I just thought it was kind of odd to see Mike Myers in this flick. It kind of reminded me of Tropical Thunder, where you couldn't even recognize Tom Cruise because you couldn't recognize Mike Myers. But the moment he spoke, you're like, is that Shrek or Fat Bastard? Oh, it's both of them. I mean, the accent was right there. You knew who it was. Now, let me ask you, Box, real quick. Because mm-hmm. um, if I had one criticism of the movie, if I felt like when it started, you know, like normal, like Goodfellas, for example. You know how to give you kind of like they spend like the first half hour, 45 minutes giving you like a, a background on how Henry Hill became Henry Hill? Right. They really just don't open up with it. I felt like they kind of breeze through a lot of shit. Like you see him like in the beginning, like he's kind of like a shy standoffish type of guy. And then next thing you know, five minutes later, he's like queen. He's like this big time superstar. All of this happens within the first 20 minutes. (laughs) So I feel like they didn't really kind of flesh some things out. No, they definitely sped through. But he did go to stardom that fast. Dude, it was almost overnight. He was... They didn't spend a lot of time doing the garage shit, dude. Once they picked up Freddy, it was pretty fucking fast. When, you know, before they started getting records and, you know, obviously everybody, no one 
wanted to pick up that uh, you know Bohemian Rhapsody and that album that it was on because of the you know the opera and everything. And holy shit, were they fucking wrong? I mean, but I did like the one line that Mike Myers had. <laughs> Like these teenagers are gonna bang their heads to opera music. That was funny, you know. Being we we reviewed the Wayne's World movies, that yeah. was a funny ass <laughs> line. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a Mike Myers original, meant to be tongue in cheek. They probably slid that one in there. Um, and Rami uh, Rami Malek in this movie, I thought was a great. A little, he was a little over flamboyant. Freddie wasn't that flamboyant, um, but. I thought he did great in the movie, honestly. I really thought he was good. He had a good look, uh, especially when they did the, uh, when, you know, they, they, they go from the long hair and next thing you know, there's a mustache and he's got the short hair and it was just, he really did look like him. Like I said, he was a little over flamboyant to me. Uh, I don't remember Freddie Mercury being that flamboyant, although we didn't see a lot of Freddie Mercury. I mean, he died in 1991. You know, so, but I do remember watching the Live Aid cons when I was a oh. kid. So as it was happening, you remember it? It was, I don't know about to this day, uh, they tried to follow it up with Farm Aid, which was to help farmers. And then they tried to follow it up another year with something called Band Aid, where it was just another band. <laughs> It was all about which Band Aid basically turned into Lollapalooza, but oh, but Farm I know the stupid ass name, but Farm Aid did pretty good. But this show here was the first of its kind. It was some, you know what I mean. There's not a lot. Like I said, I don't want to spoil the movie. Um, meanwhile, if you go on IMDb and look at the reviews, a lot of the reviews are good. Um. You know, and no one's sitting there saying this was a great biography. A lot of people are just saying it was an enjoyable movie. Um, and like I said, yeah, they took a lot of liberties. But, I mean, like I said, I had been following this movie since I first saw the trailer. I posted it, you know, in the, yeah. in the on the movie review page when I first saw it. And I'm like, I might have to go to the movie theater for this. And, yeah. Um, yeah. That was happening, apparently. Uh, yeah. Like eight years. I, I, yeah. If you follow uh, the box man on, uh, yeah. social media, it was a happening to get him to go to the movies. <laughs> yeah. The wife was, uh, the wife was excited to go and dude, we went to studio movie grill. Uh, so. Oh, we, oh awesome place. Oh yeah. We got to eat. Uh, we, we sat in the first five rows, which of the first five rows is, uh, recliners. So we got to sit in the recliners. We got our food. Actually, we didn't get our food until, uh, like, almost an hour and 30 minutes into the movie, but they gave us a hell of a discount on the meal. So, uh, but yeah, mostly, I mean, a lot of these reviews on IMDb are good, which I'm glad, but like I said, if you didn't dig into this movie a little bit and see what was going on and you expected a biography, you may be disappointed, but I enjoyed the movie and that, that live aid thing. Let's, let's, let's get into that a little bit. Um, I'll tell you what, let me, let me play this little clip here. Like I said, it's five minutes. Maybe I'll break it up. Maybe I won't. But it gets into exactly how extraordinary of a performance Freddie Mercury put on here. And I mean, uh, Roger makes an appearance in this movie. The, um, what were the, uh, drummer 
Brian May, the guitarist, makes an appearance in this movie talking about this. You'll hear both their voices. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and play it. Shoot. Go for it. Yeah, here we go. It's interesting that they they were the most nervous backstage. They were the most, they'd been arguing, they'd fallen out. They thought Queen didn't matter anymore. Anyway, uh, it gives us enormous pleasure to introduce the next combo, who are... uh... By the way, introducing Queen right here, which I wish they had showed, was two um, Bobbies, police officers from the Royal from the Royal Guard, and uh, boy, they were just not very good. They were very nervous. But here we go, back to the back to it. I do remember. I think we were quite tense, quite tense before we went on. Just hoping it was all going to work, you know, that the equipment wouldn't break down. So would Freddy and the boys pull it off? show queen where live aid queen was was one of the seminal moments in the history of the 20th century forget hitler forget the invention of the internet or whatever queen's performance was absolutely i want okay by the way if you watch this movie this guy even questions why he mentioned hitler <laughs> different time different time you can see this wasn't that old actually this move this video is from i'll actually look up the exact date of it but this is not uh an old video this is kind of a recap of um what it was like on that on that day you know and just you know both those comp gotta remember those concerts were simulcast all over the world to me like the, the the one that, one thing that kind of struck me about that uh part of the movie with the concert mm-hmm. was just and when they at one point they did like an aerial shot, the mass of humanity there just was it blew my mind. I I couldn't go to a concert like that because I would get claustrophobic being around that many people. But uh, it was very impressive that they drew that kind of house for it. Uh yeah, this was uh this movie. I think they're saying this was a 2017 film. Oh. 2011, I'm seeing, uh, I think 2011, 2011, I'm sorry, I I fucked up, I fucked up, all right, I fucked up, 2011, but uh, yeah, this was, again, it's just, uh, so you know, it's after everything, but yeah, crazy, 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 but uh, here we go, let's play some more. Queen's Day, I think. Yeah. They just stole <clears> the show. <throat> Best thing there. Fantastic. Got shots. On his way to berate the BBC, Geldof stopped in his tracks. When I was walking along the top, and I looked out, and they started, and I saw the radio gaga. <coughs> just thought, this 
is extraordinary. Radio was pop history in the making. Every single person in that whole place was clapping along to Radio Gaga and singing along. I thought, fantastic, I wish we had a song like that. Freddie's command of the crowd even stretched across the Atlantic. But looking out onto the audience, 90,000 Philadelphians, you know, on cue with a television screen. I just thought that was powerful, really powerful. And yeah, that brought us together. That was the one. Okay, 90,000 people in Philadelphia were clapping along with 100,000 people in Wembley Stadium in London. To that shit, dude. That's how captivating this man was as a frontman for a band. I mean, listen to all these people sitting there saying that they stole the show. This performance, That's amazing. yeah. And and if you know, if you, if you saw the end of the movie, it even says right there that this performance gave them their biggest resurgence. You know, because this was, I mean, Freddie didn't announce to the world he had AIDS until a couple of days before he died, dude. Wow, so oh yeah. So he pulled he pulled the magic, but except he, you know, didn't live to talk about it like down the line. Well, Magic always had HIV. Freddie had full blown AIDS, plus this was I mean, this was the eighties when AIDS was a big killer in the eighties, dude. And 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 I mean I, I kinda I, I like I do like that like once again, we're not gonna get into spoilers here, but I do kinda like how they handled that. They did kinda handle that with a little bit of class, because that's a part of his life. That they pretty they pretty much could have exploited, but I'm glad they kind of tone that aspect down because you know we really didn't need to see all that. I'm actually glad they ended the movie where they did because exactly we didn't need to see all that. I didn't want to see the whole drag out. I didn't want to see Freddie, you know, go through everything and and I didn't want to see him die. I, I liked where they ended the they ended it on a high note. I see nothing wrong with that. And again. I knew the, it was leading up to that. I knew that's where they were going to end the movie. Because really, yeah. he only did a few more concerts after that. Yeah. I know he didn't do many more. I think he did... A, he did a, I think he did Wembley in 1986 and something else. I can look... I've got a couple of his concerts. So let me jump into that real quick. Let me see. This shouldn't take but a minute to load up. Of course, as soon as I said that, my computer locked up over here. Oh. You know, because I need it. That's how it works. You guys know that. But uh, I'll look that up in a minute. In the meantime, uh, oh, here it is right here. Here we go. Right here. Stand up in concerts. Uh, let's see. This is 19. Oh, they did Montreal after that. And I think that might be. And I think they did Wembley in 1986 also. A again, after this. So. Yeah, man, just amazing. And before I get into the end of that, I just happened to have all the bands that were in London and all the bands that were in Philly. In London for this show, you had uh, Adam Ant. I don't know if you know who he is. Uh, no. What is it a group? Uh, a person? It was a guy with a little band. He sang a song called... Uh, 
goody two shoes you've probably heard and don't even know it uh spandu ballet they sing a song called true you've probably heard of elvis costello of course yeah uh sade oh yeah forget about it sting phil collins howard jones who was kind of known as the british pop synthesizer king uh paul young u2 I know Shaheen's right over there listening. You too, baby. Uh, <laughs> dire Straits. <laughs> and he's like, fuck that. It's not a beautiful day. I know. Shaheen. Yeah. yeah too. <laughs> I like that. Look at you with the pun. Uh, dire Straits, Queen, David Bowie, uh, The Who, Elton John, and then Freddie Mercury and Brian, uh, Freddie Mercury and Brian May came out again to do a song called Is This the World Recreated, which is the song I'm not going to add to the thing. Uh, and then Paul McCartney came out, and then an actual band called Band-Aid came out, Anthony. <laughs> and they Jesus. sang, Do They Know It's Christmas? Uh, <laughs> now, this was, you know, all for, you know, starving kids in Africa back in the 80s. Um, and again, they were simul- simulcast in London and Philly, Philadelphia. They were actually at John F. Kennedy Stadium. What is that called now, Anthony? Do you know? Uh, you said John, is it in South Philly? Uh, I don't know. You're the one from there. I'm not. Uh, let me look that up. Okay, you look that up. I'll start naming the bands. The Hooters. I don't know if anyone remembers (laughs) them. The Hooters. They sang a little song called And We Danced. Uh, Anthony, Uh, I I know you know this Motown one. The Four Tops? Of course. Of course. Billy Ocean? Yes. Yeah, my man. Uh, Black Sabbath. Yeah. Run DMC. Yeah. Rick Springfield, who did not sing Jesse's Girl. Yes, he sang three other <laughs> songs. Um, Ario Speedwagon was there. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Judas Priest. Brian Adams. The Beach Boys. George, <laughs> George Thorogood and the Destroyers, baby. I like George Thorogood. Simple Minds. You know who they are, Anthony. Hell yeah. Don't you forget about me, baby. Uh, the Pretenders, I love The Pretenders, great band. Santana, uh, Ashford and Simpson, uh, and Simpson, you probably you you know who they are, but you don't you don't care. Madonna, I know who they are. Yeah, yeah, Madonna was there. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Kenny fucking Loggins was there, and the Cars were there. Of course, they sang all their hits. Neil Young, Power Station. Thompson Twins, Eric Clapton, Phil Collins. How was... Oh, that's right. Phil Collins was simulcast both. Led Zeppelin, Duran Duran, Patti LaBelle, Hall and Oates. Mick Jagger showed up. Bob Dylan showed up. And then we got the We Are the World song for USA for Africa. You want to talk about a big song. That song was played on every radio station multiple fucking times. Still being played. Is it? Really? Yeah. Well, goddamn, I did. Hey, not. like good music. Good music is good music, man. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But um, let's go back to playing that. Yeah, I just wanted to give you all that little rundown real quick. Anthony, what is the John F. Kennedy Stadium now? That will be. I'm sorry. I was uh, Lincoln. It's Lincoln Financial Field. Okay. Now, okay. I, I knew it couldn't have still been called that. So. No. 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 All right. Let's get back to a little more of this video again, showing. Or this, I'm watching the video, you guys are listening. 
again, showing exactly how the impact Queen had on that show. Moment, I thought we don't have to be in London. We're here and we're part of it. Freddie Mercury was only just getting started. I can't tell you what it feels like to be on a stage like that, in that situation where you have no control. And, you know, there is an infinite space underneath your feet if you fall, you know. It would be appalling if you really screw up, you know. And Freddie just thinks, oh, what the hell, you know. hey oh. Freddie would call, they would respond. And they loved it. They wanted to do it. A, fa a fascinating kind of power. I do remember coming away from that concert thinking I must go and buy a Queen album immediately like the rest of the world. And I think Queen got a huge resurgence of interest. Just as Queen were finishing their set, Geldof stormed into the BBC box, still fuming about the failure to raise enough money. Anthony, so I was wound Pause. up by how Pause. great this was. Pause it. Having seen these guys. Hold on, it's over. Been magnificent. Give me a few seconds. And um, suddenly I'm there and it's cosy. You know, Celeb. All right, yeah, he was in the BBC box, Anthony. Calm down. Yep, the BBC. Yeah, hey, yeah, BBC box. Listen, BBC you. and boxes on a fucking Saturday night. You are tuned in to the TAT movie review. You're going to get very stimulating conversation. Always. He said box. Oh, dear. You said how's baby. your box after that BBC? Uh, you said there. You said box. baby BBC and box. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. oh yes. <laughs> the bottom. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, that was most of the bands right there sitting and telling you exactly how great that was. And you know, during Radio Gaga, it, it, later I'll play it. I don't know if you can hear the crowd, but a hundred thousand fucking people in that crowd. Anthony, I really wish you you had gone on before. I should have told you to do this and watch that actual performance. It's on YouTube. Uh, the actual live performance with them, you can watch it on YouTube. That crowd is that big. They had Wembley Stadium packed for this show, dude. Uh, and again, it wasn't just Queen. It was a ton of bands. I named them all for you already. But obviously, Queen stole the show. And like I said, I'm really happy that's where the movie ended. I didn't need to see Freddie Mercury get sick and fucking die. I, I just didn't need to see that. Yeah, that that would have been like it would have took an otherwise good movie, and I'm not saying that would have took the movie down, but it would have ended it on a very a very depressing note. They did end like with the uh you know the little uh, still shots, you know this is how things ended. I think that was the right way to kind of like give people 
an update on how his story ended. Right. As opposed to actually letting it play out. But uh, one thing I did want to ask you, since you're the queen expert here. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but yes. <laughs> uh the other members of the band, mm-hmm. were they significant in any type of way? Because during the course of the movie, you really don't get to learn a lot about them. Like they're there, mm-hmm. but they're just kind of, they're almost, they're literally what they are, background players. Do you mean they like don't really have, they don't have any of their own side stories of no. how they kind of came together? Like, mm-hmm. was there anything significant about anybody in the group besides uh, Freddie? No, actually, uh, they are still touring today with uh, former American Idol contestant Adam Lambert is uh-huh. singing for Queen right now. And they are touring. All three of those guys, the real guys, are touring. With uh, How do you think that's going on? I mean, obviously, they're still making money. But what do you uh, think of something like that? You actually, think that's kind of like a slap in the face? No, I don't. Adam, Believe it or not, I think Freddie would actually be appreciative of someone like Adam Lambert. You know, openly gay, doesn't care, really does have the voice to do what he's doing. And if you go again, you can go on YouTube and check out Adam Lambert singing for Queen. It's not bad. I could pull some up, actually, and play it. That's not going to hurt. But yeah, they're all those three guys. I don't believe any of them ever had, if you're asking if any of them ever had anything solo come out, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Here we go. Adam Lambert. Then we don't need to do, let's see, which one would be a good one? Uh, I guess we can do Somebody to Love live on X Factor. How about that one? Sure. Might be an ad. Let's see. There is an ad. Let me turn this down so we don't hear that. Two... One, skip the ad. Let's hear it. Time for a very special performance featuring our final five with one of the legendary bands. This is Queen with Adam Lambert. This is really Freddie singing right now. Still an intro. Here we go. We're going to go a little forward in this. Let's get past the intro here. Because the intro goes for a few minutes. All right. Here we go. bad what do you think oh not at all that was that was actually great i actually felt like i at the just recently seeing the movie you would think he was a dead ringer no now, pun intended for uh, freddy now there is one kid out there i'm gonna give this kid a little uh make sure i got the right guy here uh yeah i do his name is mark martell he can sing like a lot of different people but one of the people he sings exactly like is freddie mercury um I can give you some Bohemian Rhapsody, or I can do the same song, Somebody to Love. Which one do you want? Mm, Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's do a little Bohemian Rhapsody. This is Mark Martell. Uh, go check him out on YouTube. 
uh, M-A-R-C Martel. I think you can spell that. Um, this guy is amazing. And you know what? I'll, you know what? I'll give you the Bohemian Rhapsody and then I'll give you the someone, someone, uh, somebody to love because he actually sent that in for an audition. But here's a little bit of this. Let me see. Is there an ad? Is there an ad? There's the Groupon an app. app is God amazing. God damn it. Fuck you, Groupon. Hey, suck my, that blue chip. Suck my Groupon. Here we go. Okay, Bohemian Rhapsody, take one. <laughs> Warts and all. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. Open your eyes. Look up to the skies and see. Not bad, huh? Actually, fucking amazing, huh? Yes, man. I don't know why I didn't take <laughs> this guy up. This guy now does all kinds of of concerts and stuff like that. But I'm gonna give you a little bit of someone, somebody to love, because again, he did this for an actual audition to sing for the band. Why they didn't pick this guy up, especially for the, I mean, this song here would have made me do it. This he nails this one. So there's probably an ad. Let me see. Nope. Here we go. Mark Martell. Somebody to love audition. Here we go. With the dirty stash. Each morning I get up, I tie a little. Can barely stand on my feet. Take a look. Take at a look in the mirror and cry. And cry. Lord, what yeah, you do to yeah. me? I spent all of my years in believing you. But I just can't get no relief, Lord. Somebody, somebody, ooh, somebody, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. I mean, you've heard that song, right, Anthony? Yes, I have. Is that Freddie or what? Hey, sounds just like dead. Like I said earlier, dead ringer. Yeah, yeah. Guy is absolutely great. Uh, again, Mark Martell, M A R C M A R T E L. Go check this guy out on YouTube. He puts out a ton of videos, but and follow him on Instagram. He's also he, he basically videos half of his concerts while he's on there. <laughs> he's he's really good though. Um, so the, I mean, there that that band is still touring today. Yeah, good for them. Absolutely, man. And they should be. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can kind of wrap up. Like I said, I don't want to play any clips because they sound like shit. I don't want to spoil anything. But I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the the fact that it didn't just focus on his life and how he was. I don't want to say he was a fuck up, but he kind of fucked up. 
and you know they they get into all that they show how he you know they sort of show his his you know demise of himself and then they show him come back and apologize and you know i mean everyone knew queen broke up for a while like i said those those solo albums didn't do so well but you know i enjoyed the movie again i didn't go into it expecting a biography i knew it was basically to me it was a celebration of the making of some of the music and not a true autobiography. Again, that's why I think they named it after Bohemian Rhapsody, not after Freddie or Freddie Mercury. So I enjoyed the movie for what it was. Like I said, yes, there were a few liberties taken. They didn't get into some things they should have. All in all, good movie. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I would just say same, same here. I enjoyed the movie for what it was. Uh, just don't go into it with like overinflated expectations. That's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of Queen, or even if you know nothing about them, just kind of go into it and look at it as a movie. Don't go in there like and then trying to don't go in there looking for reasons to pick it apart. Just try to enjoy it for what it is. Exactly. I, I feel I feel I feel like from what I was reading on it, the band, the actual band, was heavily involved in it. And I'm guessing they didn't want to paint the guy in a negative light because obviously that was their bandmate, that was their friend. So they wanted to paint the best portrait of him possible. Mm, And that's what this movie does. It it focuses on the positives mostly. It does point out some negatives, but it doesn't go in-depth because I feel like they wanted to end the movie on a high note. They didn't want it to be depressing and focusing on... Honestly, it's probably personal things that they just didn't want to get into. So they just kind of left it at that. And I thought that ending it on that concert note was Right way to go. Yeah. Right call. Whoever made that decision. Right. And I read an article that the the on Friday saying, well, you know, people were worried they were gonna gay wash Freddie, which I didn't even know that was a word. Did you know that was a word to gay wash? I'm just hearing it now. To make it going on. Yeah, to make it basically they they would try to make it seem like he wasn't gay. Okay, no. There was no question in that movie he was bisexual. Matter of fact, he told his fiance that he was bisexual. So there was no question in that movie that he was a pee-pee puffer, okay? <laughs> a pee-pee puffer. Absolutely. Uh, Box, you've done it again. I have done so, it again. So um, like, so in the history of PHT lexicon, you got uh, the uh, cum bubbles. I think that was you. <laughs> and now we got the uh, pee-pee puffer. puffer. Oh, the cum bubbles the- was Shaheen over there. I, I can't take credit for the cum bubbles. But the pee-pee puffer, I said it, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, there was no question. I mean, he followed a trucker into a bathroom. You know, was, yeah, that, that was yeah, that was yeah. Well, that's that was kind of like that because, like, once again, like I was always curious myself about how Queen got the name Queen, and then that one scene that you just referenced kind of like brought it all together. It it all made sense after that. Yeah, I mean, yes, he was married to or almost married. I'm sorry, almost married to Mary Austin who they remained friends until the day he died. He was the godfather of her child. So, you know, yeah, he definitely, like I said, some of this movie was him trying to work out exactly who he was and realizing basically what he said in the movie that not only did he need Queen, but they needed him. They needed each other. They were a family. And that band together, man, did amazing things. Those three guys, you got to realize, those were three guys and a singer. Very true. That is, 
I mean, you had a bass, a guitar, and a drummer. That was old school, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's that actually hits the nail on the head for me. Band, like you don't see real band. Like everything's like synthesized. Everything's done in the studio. <laughs> you don't really see bands anymore. Exactly. You don't. I mean, in rock and roll, you still see some bands. You know, in metal, you still see bands come out. You know, but uh, we've said Freddie liked Fat Bottom Boys. Yes, he did. Freddie and the Fat Bottom Boys. That would have, if he had lived, I guess that that would have been the uh, natural follow up to Queen. Fat Bottom but, uh, Boys. <laughs> they make the rock and roll go round. <laughs> no, but uh, I guess like kind of wrap up, wrap it up since we don't want to spoil anything for the viewers here. Uh, what do you uh, you have a favorite Queen song? Uh, probably that another, above probably the, the one I just played, another one by Sedust. Oh, what about uh, you? For me, it will be a tie between that one and uh, We Are the Champions. I, I... <laughs> okay. On, I, listen, they even talk about that. Listen, but before we wrap up, another thing that they were really big into, not just Freddie, but all the band members were into engaging the crowd. Not just engaging the crowd, trying to make them a part of the band. You know, and that's how We Will Rock You came about. And Brian May, the guitarist, wrote that song. Oh, We Will Rock You. That's another one. Like, so they had some hits. That's another one I like. We Will Rock You is actually called We Will Rock You, parentheses, We Are the Champions. If you listen to th- that song, actually goes longer than the just We Will Rock You part. Okay. He breaks into We Are the Champions after that, but a lot of stations break it up and just play the We Will Rock You for like a two or three minute song. But uh I mean, think about how popular that song still is today. Exactly. They still no. do that That's chant tough. at I'm sorry. They still do that chant at sporting events, dude. You know, and that, it fits, that, that it works. stomp stomp clap, stomp stomp clap. Dude, it's just my God, man. Queen really when you think about it, you know, as as many ups and downs as they went through and just the name of the band people were skittish to even pick them up and i mean you saw i mean and the fact that if they were they were queens slash divas to work with they walked out on you know mike myers character in that movie hey but that's what it i mean that goes you know sometimes you got to make that step when you when you know you're good and you believe in yourself sometimes you got to make that move sometimes it'll work out a lot of times it won't, but sometimes you got to take that chance. And obviously it paid off for him. It did. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody became huge. And, you know, after 1985, they sort of had a little dip. And then, you know, like we said in the Wayne's World review, check that out in the archives, that that scene gave them yet another resurgence with that song, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. So, you know, the one song that, that literally they wouldn't make a single became one of their biggest songs ever. Yep. Ever, ever. Everyone knows that song. Yep. And I guess uh, Freddie's um, words in a movie about uh, you're going to regret not uh, signing, uh, you know, making Bohemian Rhapsody, you're going to later regret it. You're going you're gonna to later regret letting Queen walk out the door. <laughs> and, and and I love very prophetic. Yeah, and I loved how during We Are the Champions when the with the uh, No Time for Losers part came up, they showed Mike Myers just sitting in his office with his head down, looking all sad, like, yeah, that song was supposed to be good. 
It could have been me. It could have been, <laughs> been me. Um, I could have been rich. Now, uh, like, what did you think of, like, did you like the fact that, uh, where do you stand on that? I mean, obviously, we don't see it too much anymore, but those long, long ass songs that go six, seven minutes, eight minutes. I don't I, I, I kind of got where Mike Myers was coming from. Like, that is kind of long, and you kind of might lose people at a certain point. Well, especially back then. Back then, and just like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're, hey, it's fine. I'm the black guy. I get it. But right. finish box. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we did talk about BBC earlier, so you know, yeah. I, 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 I understand. I understand. Uh, but <laughs> oh god, <laughs> oh god, where the fuck were we? What, 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 what was the question? What, what do you think about like songs? Maybe back in the day that oh. went like six, seven, eight minutes. Do you think that was a good thing, bad thing? I, I've, I've got no problem with it, dude. Most of Led Zeppelin songs were that long or longer. Did you ever get, would you, would you personally get lost in a song that went that long? No. And Bohemian Rhapsody, when it ends, you're like, it's over already? Really? It's a great fucking song. If a song captivates you and can hold you for that long, it's a great song. I mean, six, seven minutes is about as far as you, I want a song to go. There's some longer songs out there, but you know. I have no problem with it, and I like all that classic rock. Like I said, dude, some of Zeppelin songs and even some of the Rolling Stone songs go, you know, six, seven minutes. So mm-hmm. I got no issues with that shit, man. Let them fucking roll. If it's good music, it's good music. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, all right. On that note, I love the movie. Anthony loved the movie. So on that note, I will do a uh, shot of vodka for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. There we and go. get out and see the movie, and then way, way down the line, after we've realized everybody's seen it, and it'll be safe to get into spoilers, we'll revisit Bohemian Rhapsody. But for now, go out and see it for yourself. We didn't want to spoil anything. Just wanted to give you like an overview, give give some brief thoughts on it, and you know, that's about it. Yeah, like I said, you know, I, I know some people haven't seen it, want to go see it. I know even one person in our chat room is actually going to, uh, you know, bring his daughter tomorrow. So. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but really enjoyed the movie. I I had fun. I can see why some people would be not happy with it and not like it. And eh, if you don't like it, that's not a problem with me. You got your opinion. I got mine. That's life, my man. That's life. So now, now I guess like this, this is a nice little segue because in the chat earlier, as we were talking about this movie on box, I hear that they're doing a movie on uh, Rocket Man. I'm sorry, a, a movie called Rocket Man based around the life of Elton John. I guess I'm doing another shot. My wife just walked in with a shot. <laughs> the so, chase revisited. There you know, we go. Uh, another shot goes down. <laughs> this is awesome. The chase is revisited, folks. If you don't get that reference, check the archives no, for I the uh, chase no, episode. Leave that, there. leave that there. I have more. I literally just did a shot. Oh, uh, look at Box Man. Pretending like he's the man in the house now. No, no, literally done too. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Oh, <laughs> dude, my girl walks in with shots. What a fucking keeper, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, but um. That's why I wipe real- that shit up, man. Comes in with shots for me. <laughs> this is awesome. I-, I actually thought you were about to cut the show short again. No, I'm um... good. I'm good. It's we got time. I got I, I got no kids here right now, so we're good. We're good. What what were you saying, Anthony? Oh no, um, I was saying um, 
apparently they're going I was reading this in a chat earlier. They're going to be doing a movie about uh Elton John called Rocket Man. Yes, Rocket Man. I did see the previews for that. I actually saw it on Facebook. That looks good. And Elton John's still alive, so obviously he'll have heavy input into it, I'm sure. Probably. I I I don't know if I'll go to the theater to see that, but maybe. I don't know. Will be a good movie. I mean, I, I and I, I love Elton John. He's got some awesome songs out there, and he was one of the first to really get crazy and just you know the the the, the giant sunglasses, the crazy outfits, and yeah, he he let you know he was gay from the get go. <laughs> like he he had no shame. Yeah, I mean, he him didn't and, care. Him and David Bowie were really just first, like one of the first two, like flamboyant. I don't care. Go out there and be yourself, guys. You know, I mean, David Bowie was Ziggy Stardust for years before he turned into just David Bowie. But, I mean, Elton John, man, I mean, Jesus Christ. Have you ever seen a movie called Tommy the Who about the Who? Uh, no. Oh. We're going to have to fucking just drop some acid and take them fucking review that movie one night. I'm down. Is it an old movie, like from the 80s or something like that? Oh, dude, Tommy the Who. I would say 70s. Mm. Elton John is in that movie. A young Elton John. A young Elton John. uh, Tina Turner is the acid queen in this movie. Say no more. I'm going to look this one up. (laughs) (laughs) No, sir. I'm sorry. Tina Turner. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm gonna Tina, look this one up. Yes, Tina Turner. Tommy <laughs> the Who. Let me get the uh, here movie. Movie, movie. But uh, movie. while you're looking at that box, is there like anybody else off the top of your head that you could think of that you want to see a movie about musically, like in terms of like you know, is it like Elton John or uh, who else? David Bowie. The um, Who. I don't, let me think here real quick. By the way, Tommy is from 1975, the year I was born. All right, since it's just, you know, since it's just us here, Anthony, um, I have taken acid and watched this movie many times. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you have to be under the influence to uh, enjoy this movie. I got you. Got you. I, I have watched this movie many times, tripping balls, balls. And it's a great movie. It's one of those movies like almost kind of like Pink Floyd the Wall that you kind of want to be tripping when you see it. We don't really have to take acid. I'm way too old for that shit. But, I mean, if you have some mushrooms, I'll fucking, I'll chomp that shit down, bro. Nice. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm an acidic Jew, not a Hasidic. Good one, Weebs. Ah, Weebs bringing the heat in the chat, as ah. always. We love you, Weebs. <laughs> Da-da. Nice. Ah, I like that. I like that one. The acidic Jew. Yeah, I uh, many times this movie. I've watched Pink Floyd, The Wall on acid. Uh, there's many movies I've watched on acid. <laughs> uh, have, wait, have they done ever done anything movie wise on the Beatles? The Beatles, not really. No, not really. There's the Beatles is one I would really, and I know you think I'm probably nuts, but. They've done a few movies on Elvis, young, early years. I would like to see a real movie on his career. Not a stupid, you know, remake or Elvis tale like Heartbreak Hotel is or something. I wouldn't mind seeing one on him. Um, 
Wow, Elton John is a good one. David Bowie, another one. Uh, they made one on Michael Jackson. They they made one on Michael Jackson. Uh, David Bowie would be a good one. Uh, dude, Bob Dylan would probably be the craziest one, man. What about Rod Stewart? Rod Stewart would be decent. I don't know if Rod. St- I don't know, man, because he's still out there touring. But Which is uh, insane. yeah. And by the way, instead of getting in, in, into you know anything else, we're probably just going to go over. Uh, I have a few movies up here that are sort of musical about musicians. Whatever, we'll get into a few of them. But uh, oh, look, uh, let's see. Weebs puts out a few. George Michael. I wouldn't mind seeing a George Michael movie. Oh, how would they handle the scene where he gets caught jacking in the fucking restroom? Uh. I, I have no idea. I, I don't even want to have an idea how they would recreate that scene. <laughs> um, it, that's, it's like it's like that's like asking, hey, what if they do a, a autobiography on a fucking Pee Wee Herman? How or how are they going to recreate the cops walking in on them jerking? Off? I mean, I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good point. Uh, Chris Cornell. To be honest, I wouldn't want to see one on him. Scott Weiland. I don't need to see him doing fucking uh, heroin. Prince, good one, Weebs. Weebs, we've brought up all those. Uh, Prince, I would definitely watch a movie on Prince's life. As eccentric as we found out he was, we all knew he was, but we found out some weird shit about Prince afterwards, so I would like to definitely see one on Prince. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's been a few good ones that have already come out. Yeah, um, you saw what's love got to do with it, right? I did. I I don't know about where you stand on it, but that's you know, in terms of like movies about you know musicians, I that's one of my favorites all time. That's a decent one. Uh let's see, music. Uh, dude, I gotta tell you, one of my favorite movies is the Buddy Holly story. <laughs> that was uh, that was Gary Busey, right? That was Gary Busey. Actually, he actually did a good job of like uh they did a good job of making him up like Buddy Holly with the glasses. They slicked his hair back. Yo, he was unrecognizable as Gary Busey in that movie. Actually, he was. And another one I like is Great Balls of Fire, with uh, uh which was the um, uh Jerry Lee Lewis story. Not not Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis movie. Um. Look, I know he married his 15-year-old cousin and all, but uh, he was really a different kind of guy. Which is funny I bring that up, because you know who was in this movie of Great Balls of Fire? Who's that? Alec Baldwin. Ah, I see because, you did there. Nice little segue. Because do you know who Jerry Lee Lewis's cousin was? No, but you can tell me. Jimmy Swaggart. Jimmy Swagger and Jerry Lee Lewis were related. Wow. The televangelist. That's who Alec Baldwin plays in this movie is Jimmy Swagger. Let me make sure I got that right. <laughs> if, if, you, if that's accurate, Box, that's, I've that's had hilarious. A few, uh, obviously, I've had a few shots here. So, uh, yes, uh, Alec Baldwin plays Jimmy Swagger. That is ex- that, that is Jerry Lee Lewis's cousin is Jimmy Swagger. So, wow. yeah, and obviously I'm talking about the televangelist, Jerry yeah, Jimmy Swagger. Yeah, that uh, he was an interesting cat back in his day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Great Balls of Fire was a good one with um, Dennis Quaid played Jerry Lee Lewis. And I still say, I know you're 
everyone would probably think I'm nuts for this, but if you watch Dean Ambrose back in early days, some of his char- early WWE, some of his character came from from this movie. I'm telling you, <laughs> I would love to ask him about it. That's because, an interesting uh, comparison there. Dude, Jerry, wow. Lee, Jerry Lee Lewis was a crazy, crazy fucking child, dude. Hence the song Wild Child. He wrote that shit. Jerry, I mean, he's still playing today. I don't know if you know that, but Jerry Lee Lewis was a bad motherfucker. And uh, Winona Ryder is in this movie also. She is, I, I'm, I'm, any, any movie she's in, I, I like. She's awesome. But uh, Great Balls of Fire was a damn good movie, man. I, have you ever have you ever actually watched it? Uh, can't say I have. We might need to review that movie one. I'm down for it. But I yeah. mean, the, the cash you broke down. I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be bad at all. Uh, La Bamba. Did you ever see La Bamba? Uh, I know Lou Diamond Phillips is in it. I've seen yes. parts of, it, but not, I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing. No, that's another one. One of my. Uh, up there in my uh, movies that I like watching. Uh, S.A. Morales is in it. S.A. Morales did a nice stint in NYPD Blue, by the way. Ah, it's been a while since we had a, a NYPD Blue reference on the show. Well, we actually haven't done a show. This is a, this is the third week because we didn't do a show last week because I was camping with my kids. But, uh, yeah, this movie here, La Bamba, was a great movie all about the life of Richie Valens, Valenzuela, who changed his name to Valens. Uh, obviously sang the song La Bamba, but this is another one too that's a really good, like a like a like really well made movie on his life. You know, the, you've never actually seen it, so you don't know. Oh, uh, but yeah, I, honestly, I'm going to check it out because it definitely does sound interesting. But um, in terms of uh like movies about music that I like, this is not necessarily um in the same category as a um. The movie we just saw we talked about Bohemian Rhapsody, but a movie like House Party. It's not a musical per se, but right. it's about musical personalities. Definitely. So I enjoy that. Um, Definitely. Um, um, I mean, I, I, we, we've just bringing up Val Kilmer and the Doors. We've actually reviewed that movie. I, oh my God. Great fucking movie. I, I love that movie. Absolutely love it. Um, and he's bringing up Joaquin Phoenix in, in, um, uh, Playing Johnny Cash and Walk the Line. Got to be honest, I haven't seen Walk the Line. Have you? Uh, yeah, it was it was decent. Like, uh, were uh, you a Johnny Cash fan? I was, and I've said before, my dad looks like Johnny Cash, and Elvis mm. had a love child. <laughs> and my dad is the biggest Elvis fan you've ever seen in the world. Yeah. So, and, and come to think of it, I'm actually surprised they haven't all this time. They had nobody thought to do a uh, story. A movie about the life and times of Elvis because he's definitely worth deserving of one. Even though, like I said, he's before my time, and I really wasn't around. I wasn't around to really appreciate him in his prime and his glory years. But he definitely has a story to be told, and it, and it would be nice mm-hmm. to see like the kind of like rise and fall of his career played out in a movie. Yeah, they've done a few of his little. I mean, like I said, there's been a there was a movie on his early years. Um, called Young Elvis, not a movie, a TV movie called Elvis: The Early Years, and a kid played it who looks just like Elvis. I forget the kid's name. I'm gonna have to look that up while we're talking. Now, Box, let me ask you: 
Do you think part of the reason why we've never seen a full length movie about Elvis is, you know, because of like some of the things that people might dig up in his background with the young girls and they really don't kind of like want to throw him under the bus and speak ill of a man who's not around to defend himself? Think that might be part of it? Um, maybe. I also, maybe it's because Elvis is still alive. <laughs> oh, uh, you mean he didn't die on his toilet eating a ham sandwich? Or oh, I'm sorry, was that uh the mama's and the papa's chick? Elvis is still alive. That's why. And actually, the kid that I'm talking about, real quick, no. just to go back, the kid that I'm talking about that played Elvis was actually in Great Balls of Fire. So if I search that movie, uh, oh. Michael Saint Gerard is the kid's hmm. name. Have you ever seen this guy? No. He looks like El- like a young Elvis. Anthony, I'm going to put this in the chat. You know, you're, 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 yeah, you're in the chat room. Yeah. I'm going to paste this in the chat room, get a picture of this guy. He, uh, IMDb, yeah. I'm pulling it right to his IMDb. He looks like Elvis. Like, I don't know if they've ever done a DNA test, but this kid looks like Elvis. Really. Jesus. He was in Melrose for a while. Melrose Place. But uh, Yeah, he, yeah, he definitely can... Can we get this guy a DNA test? Because he looks like he looks like he has to be related to Elvis somehow. He could be the long lost Elvis, but uh, he definitely looks like Elvis, man. He really does. Definitely looks like Elvis. Michael Saint Gerard again. I, I know he was in Melrose Place for a little bit, um, and he did a movie called The Young Elvis. But of course, in Great Balls of Fire, he does actually play Elvis uh, in that movie during those times when Jerry Lee Lewis gets big is when Elvis goes to the military. Ah. When he goes into the army and serves in Vietnam. Uh, but about, but I guess to answer your earlier, not question, but statement you made about Elvis being alive, I think <laughs> I have definitive proof that he's not alive. If he was in fact alive, sir, I don't think, no, I know. Mike, Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie would not have been a thing. He would have put the keep eyes on that shit ASAP. That would not have been a thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think he would. I don't, I don't know. I think he would have had a problem with that one. <laughs> well, missed my life. Just got all fucking uh, hot and bothered when I mentioned uh, fucking <laughs> Melrose Place with Andrew's shoe. Easy there, missed my life. Take it easy. Calm down. Elizabeth shoe was in that show, and she's pretty hot too, by the way. Um, I <laughs> I can't believe you. Oh shit! But yeah, man, he, that kid really does look like Elvis, doesn't he? Yeah, he really does. That's scary, and I've always thought that. And they've had him play Elvis in a few different movies. Um, I guess another one that was sort of about musicians. That's, I mean, if we're gonna get into musicals, Grease, eh, you can bring it up. Was a musical. I loved Grease again. It's one of those movies I saw in the back of my parents' station wagon at a drive-in just to show my age. Drive-in, gee. Well, I, I think they still got a few drive-ins there's scattered a, throughout the country. There's a few. We have one that's about 45 minutes away in a town called Ennis uh, that's still a, a, a drive-in. When I was in Florida, they had a, uh, a drive-in at this thing called the Swap Shop. Yeah, I'm actually going to look one up one of these days and try to actually go to one because I know you said you're showing your age, but that that, that would have been cool. I'm pretty sure that was a cool experience. I want to see what that was like to go to a drive-in. It, it was, was pretty, that, 
that might be why I like, why I still to this day love the movie Grease. You know, man, you you really hang on to things from your childhood, especially when when I mean a memory that I mean I remember that. That's something that I that I won't forget is the fact that I saw that movie in the back of my parents' station wagon. You know, I remember me and my sister sitting in the back of the station wagon in sleeping bags watching this movie. You know, and Greece came out in give me a second here. And it'd be like 80. 1978, Anthony. Huh. So I was three years old and I remember watching this movie. Three. Wow. Three. So, so John Travolta and some tight ass jeans left an indelible mark on a young box man. I guess so, man, because I still like Travolta <laughs> to this day. Uh, and then they came out with look. I even I'm I'm even a fan of Grease too. To be honest with you, I really do like the I like that movie with uh, you know Michelle Pfeiffer's in that movie, and just to watch her sit there and uh, gyrate on top of a ladder is worth watching this movie. The, the two people came back for Grease too. Two, uh, Didi Khan, who was mm-hmm. Frenchy, and the guy who played Valmudo. Let me see if he's even in the fucking credits. Um, who was the gang member that John Travolta drove against in the first movie with the um, what's his name the, with the uh, the Grease Lightning car? Oh um, shit. Oh, yeah, I'd have to go through. They they don't even have this guy in now, this Bob, movie. Now, Bob, let me ask you: uh, Do you think the second Grease lost something because Travolta wasn't in it? I think the second Grease lost something because it never should have been made. It yeah, never. They got greedy. You think they got greedy with it? They got greasy. <laughs> they got greasy. They wanted more of that fucking grease. But absolutely, I think they got greedy. They never should have made another Grease after the first one. It should have been fucking done. Should have been done. Um, You know, that's why, you know, back to Elvis real quick. You notice you never see a sequel to any of the Elvis movies? Yeah, the, they were kind of like meant to be isolated things. Like, exactly. Do you, you don't need a, uh, we don't need a sequel to Jailhouse Rock or a Heartbreak Hotel because it would be fucking stupid. It wouldn't make sense. Like, why? everything that needs to get said and done is done in that first movie you move on (laughs) yeah and truthfully Harper Cotel was actually a movie with um, that wasn't with Elvis in it but uh, you know I'm I'm obviously a big Elvis fan my dad is a huge Elvis fan I grew up listening to Elvis and I've even said before even during the Bruce Lee episode that might be why my little martial arts thing Elvis was huge in a kung fu and Bruce Lee and martial arts. I've even said before, Bruce Lee is the Elvis of martial arts. So that might be my, but I mean, Elvis did so many movies. He did 26, 29 films. Dude. Yeah. 29 films. And you know what? They were all the same. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> uh, they were all the same. Uh, let's see. Blue Hawaii, Clam Bake, Fun in Acapulco, GI Blues, Girls, Girls, Girls. It happened at the World's Fair, Jailhouse Rock, King Creole. King Creole is one of my favorites. Walter Matthau. A young Walter Matthau is in King Creole. Oh, nice. A young Walter Matthau looks just like the old Walter Matthau. Yeah, that that is true. Like Walter he just had 
You know, you know, you know else you can say that about uh, mm-hmm. Jack Lemon. Yeah, and Jack Lemon was the same way. Like obviously he was young, but he just looked like a younger version of his older self. Yeah, yeah, and obviously he was in the same movie. He was in um, uh, the uh, Grumpy Old Grumpy Old Men. Yeah, with Little's movie, Matthew. by the way. Yeah, great fucking movie, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I mean, you know, I mean, Elvis, he really, he didn't want to sing in his movies. You know that? Oh, why? He wanted to prove he was a good actor. He wanted to like, like separate church and state with that, you think? Elvis really wanted to be a movie star. He didn't want to sing. But Eddie Murphy pointed out the problem. Elvis sang all his lyrics or, or lines. The Elvis had such a natural voice. He sounded like he was singing his lines. <laughs> I mean, Eddie Murphy hit it on the head. You know, Eddie Murphy, he, he just, he said Elvis had to sing all his lyrics or, or his lines for the movies. You know, we got to win this race. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he couldn't turn off, you know, like I said, he was a, even though he wanted to be a movie star, he was a natural musician. So I guess it was hard for him to like turn that switch off. He just, it was natural. That was it. Uh, and I did not know Andre 3000 played Jimi Hendrix. What, what, what movie was that in, Anthony? Uh, I'm trying to think of that. I saw Weave mention that earlier in Russell's oh Brain of Man. I am losing, or Andre 5000, right? 5000? No, it's 3000. 3000. You had it right the first time. I'm sorry. I, I, I gave him two extra thousand. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's good or bad. Eh, I'll let, we'll let it slide. Did you ever see, um, Almost Famous? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, that was a uh, that was Johnny Depp, wasn't it? No, that no, was almost famous. Was with Jason Lee from Kevin Smith movies mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate Hudson, mm-hmm. Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel, yeah, I know you talking about Bob. Um uh, and Feruza Balk. We've talked about her from Wedding Singer. Um, they, this is another movie kind of about singers, too, though. I liked this movie. It was a Cameron Crowe movie. Uh, you've never seen it, obviously. No. I got it mixed up. No. I was looking at something else. Yeah, it was all sort of... It was sort of a movie about singers. It was backstage. They talked a lot about the kind of groupies with a 70s band. And I liked it. Kate Hudson was in this movie. It was a really fucking good movie. Check that one out too if you if you like movies about bands and singers. Almost famous. Um, okay. Now, Anthony, you've probably seen Rockstar. Yeah, and I also thank you. We also saw the Five Heartbeats. Another great movie. I have not seen that whole fucking movie. You never saw the Five Heartbeats? No, I've seen pieces of it, but never the whole movie. Oh, you got to sit down and watch that whole movie, bro. I you, know you, you you would enjoy it. I have it. I have it. I do. That I and uh, The Temptations. Right, 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 right. Um, Rockstar, though. Mark Wahlberg, Jennifer Aniston. This is another one about a uh, about a band. Guy kind of gets lucky, you know, spotted in the crowd, ends up taking over as lead singer. His life fucks up, and he ends up getting the girl back in the end. Man, is that every Mark Wahlberg movie? Did I just spoil every Mark Wahlberg movie? He kind of did, but Mark Wahlberg, I'll be <laughs> honest, man. <laughs> I can't talk bad about Mark Wahlberg, man, because I don't know. He just has a, I like his presence on camera. 
He, yeah. I don't know. Like he plays like basically the same character in every movie, but it works for Mark Wahlberg. It works for him. Well, now he's doing every movie that's about a dad. Oh like, yeah, like he did ever the since two. Abby, ever since Eddie's home, he's like. I got to transition. I can't be the badass uh, my whole life, so I need to start the transition. <laughs> yeah, now he's the badass dad. You know, just out of breath. <gasps> Where? What? Who? Oh, I don't know. That's a horrible Wahlberg. But yeah, that's just basically who he is. Anyway. Uh, well, what? Man, this might be sound real quick, Bob. This might be sacrilege. But you were talking about Elvis, right, earlier? I love Elvis. Now, this might be sacrilege, but who, if, if it were up to you, who would you have played Elvis, like in a major movie? Oh, that's the hard part, dude. Uh, I don't know, it might be sacrilege, but do you think John Stamos could pull it off since that was basically his gimmick on uh, Full House? Oh, man, I never thought of that. He could. I'm not even trying to be so f- funny here. I, I think no, no, probably... no, no, no. I know you're being serious, and I think he could pull that off. He had the hair, you know, maybe if he grows his hair back out. And, the he, they, and even favorite Elvis, not all the way out, but he has some features that you could compare to Elvis. He'd have to fight Nicolas Cage for it because he would want it. <laughs> <laughs> you know he Cage. would. <laughs> oh, you know he'd want it, dude. You know he'd fucking want it. Uh, I know it's the cool thing to kind of make fun of Nicolas Cage, but he's made some movies that I enjoyed. I love Con Air. Oh, yeah, dude. He has. Love Face Off. Oh, Face Off is great, dude. But he really got obsessed with the Elvis thing. He married Lisa Marie. Yeah. <laughs> he, do you understand he wanted to close down Graceland and live there? Yeah, some fans are obsessed. He He wanted to close Graceland to the public and live there. Do you understand? That's worse than obs- like an obsession, dude. That's that's freaky. You know what I mean? That's scary. That's straight up freaky. Like you literally want to be Elvis at that point. Now, here's what's weird about that, Anthony. He wanted to be Elvis, right? Uh huh. But he was banging his daughter. <laughs> you know what else is scary? Do you I see the creepiness? What I'm talking about there? Yeah. Okay. But could you picture like uh fucking uh Nicolas Cage at the entry ramp entryway of a uh, Graceland going oh. crazy eyes to anybody that tried to walk up? Oh my god. <laughs> Just that, that's the scariest thing I've ever fucking seen. Uh but I don't know, man. Do do you really think Elvis died when they yeah. said he died? You do. Yeah, I I don't know because you hear you hear so many different things. I don't necessarily think he died that way, but I definitely think he's gone. I I think there's no question about that. He died, but uh, I will say this: just like in seeing like him, the progression of like had he ended on a very sad note. Oh yeah, it, 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 I mean, and I know you were a fan, more of a fan than I was, but how was that? Like that progression? I mean, this was a cool dude, you know. Ladies, man, got all these chicks, but and then like just to see the progression, he got fatter and fatter, and then it just seemed like he just stopped caring. He started to lose his voice. Would no, you no, say no, like no, music? No, no, that's probably never, one of the no, saddest no, no, things no, that you no, saw no. break down. No, he never lost his voice. That he was never? the thing. He never lost his voice. If you go watch that concert, the last concert he did in Hawaii before he died, Elvis never lost his voice. He may have gotten fat, out of shape, looked like shit, 
but he never lost his voice. And Russell is saying he's a Beatles man over an Elvis man, which goes back to our Pulp Fiction review, which I get it. You're a Beatles man or you're an Elvis man. I can see why you'd be either one. I'm more of an Elvis man, but I don't know. No, he never lost his voice, man. Never. That was the one thing he never lost. He might have lost his mind, his body, but he never lost his voice ever because it was so natural, dude. It was natural to him. He sang everywhere. Just like Eddie Murphy said, the guy sang every fucking line he said in the movie because he couldn't help but just, that was him. He was a singer. No, he never lost his voice. Never lost his voice. I don't know, man. The whole Elvis conspiracy, I'm not 100%. I mean, there's even a conspiracy that he was in the Home Alone movie. You know that, right? No, right there. I never heard this one. Oh, yeah. The scene where John Candy is in the airport Oh uh, yeah. There's a rumor that Elvis was actually in that scene, if you read about it. In Home Alone. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's how fucking freaky. I gotta tell you, I as as deep into law enforcement fandom as Elvis was. I think he might have faked his death. I don't believe he died when he when they said he did. I do believe he's gone. I do. I honestly do. But I don't know, man. You know, all the guys that carried his casket said that thing weighed like 600 pounds. So if you had to guess, though, when would you say he died? I don't know. Like 10 years later, five years later? I don't want to guess. I don't know, man. I mean, look, I would love to think Elvis is still alive. I really would. I think I'd be the badass, like the most badass thing in the world if he was still alive. But when he died, I don't know. Did he die when they say he did? I don't know, but I really, I really don't think so. You gotta remember, this is a guy who was obsessed with like law enforcement, DEA, FBI. Like, I know I like cop shows and stuff, but. I wouldn't show up to the White House at 2.30 in the morning to meet Nixon to get a fucking honorable DEA badge. You know what I mean? Oh, cool. This guy was freaky into law enforcement. Like I said, I might like cop shows, but this guy was into it, man. I mean, he loved guns. Loved guns. I mean, this this was a man known for shooting television. If he didn't, if if the Beatles were on TV, he'd put a bullet in the te- in, in, in the television. He would just carry guns around his house. He's as crazy as Anthony Cumia from fucking LP and Anthony. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Elvis was a crazy guy, dude. But I don't know. Every movie you see about him after he died shows how he he hated it. He was a guy who didn't know how to use a credit card, didn't know how to write a check. Because everything was done for him. I don't know, man. I might sound crazy and goofy, but I don't think Elvis died when he said he did. I think maybe he lived a little bit longer. I do think he's gone now. People who see him now are just... Listen, let me tell you something. There's people in the little town that I talk about that I have landed called Emery. Uh-huh. Who walk up to my dad quietly and say, 
we know who you are, and we understand. And they walk away. <laughs> People in that town really think my dad is Elvis. <laughs> or they want to believe that he's still here. Dude, he's I'm not joking. Up. I wish I was kidding about this. I've seen it. Oh, I've so, like, seen it. It's not like, yes. then I just say, oh, so you look like Elvis. No, we believe you're Elvis. Yes, I have literally seen people say, we understand what you did and we know who you are. Box, you should put up, start putting them to work then. That's a nice little chunk of change. You can oh, make dude. a my nice dad, little com- my chunk dad of would, change for yourself. He would love it. He would love to go back on the road as Elvis, dude. My you gotta remember, my dad is a guy who literally did Elvis impersonations as a kid. Sell some autographs. <laughs> Sell some eight by tens. Maybe have Shaheen do some uh, artwork for you. That'd be all. You can make a nice chunk of change off of it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Weaves brings up his, if Elvis didn't die, he could still profit after his death. Yeah, he could. And let me just bring one thing up. Christmas time coming up, we're getting to the holiday season. Do you know what almost every year the number one Christmas album is? Let me guess. Is Elvis related? It's the Elvis Christmas album. <laughs> to this day, that's usually the number one sold album. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Look, I, I again, I, I don't want to sound like a crazy person. There's a video, there's a movie called Elvis Lives. It's pretty cool to watch. Those people are really freaky about it. They show all the, you know, the, the, the sightings in Kentucky and Tennessee. And I think it's funny because they always bring up a town that had to do with an Elvis song. You know, a lot of them are in Kentucky. Now, Elvis had a song called Kentucky Rain. So it's just weird, a lot of it. I think a lot of them people are crazy. And I've seen a lot of those pictures of, Oh my God, I saw Elvis. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not Elvis. But I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those mysteries. I mean, there, dude, there's people out there that believe Jim Morrison is still alive. Yeah. There's weirdos out there, man. Yeah, certain people, you know, like I said, but I mean, Jim Morrison, Elvis, Tupac, you know, I, but that just speaks to like the, uh, the mark that they left. That you know, people just I, I, the the sane amongst us want them to be around, but we just come to terms with the fact that they're gone. Well, yeah, I mean, what is it? Sugar Knight's son says Tupac's still alive. Yeah, but even even before you know he started making them claims, like, for years, I for how many years have I? I can't tell you how many years I've heard. Oh, he's on an island somewhere in Cuba. No, I I, I want to believe that. I want to believe he's alive. But his mother said it best. My son liked to talk. He he likes the sound of his own voice. Do you yeah. honestly think that if he was still around, he would be quiet for this long? Answer yeah. is no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, I I totally agree, man. And and you know Elvis the same thing. Elvis was a he was a larger than life guy. There's no way. There's no way he's, no he would way. be quiet. And he wouldn't be quiet for all this time. He he would have came out eventually, and, or somebody would have like you know fucking dimed them out yeah he's alive i i got his number right here like no he yeah they would have got out look i'd love it i would love nothing more than for fucking elvis to come back out in 2018 and be like yeah oh i'm still alive baby oh yeah bring me a peanut butter and banana sandwich yeah i would love it but he's not gonna do it it's not gonna happen 
but it'd be awesome. Uh, Bob, I have it in my notes here. I did want to bring this up. You know, he's a constant on this show. He's brought up many times. Something you posted a couple days ago. Uh, This week would have been uh, John Candy's 68th birthday. Yeah, I figured we we had to dedicate a little time to uh, the late, great John Candy. Definitely, man. I'd love to do that. I uh, didn't realize he was a Halloween baby. Yeah, that's... Yeah, born on Halloween. That's kind of creepy, huh? Yeah, it's actually kind of cool. Badass. It is, but I mean, we, I mean, we've done. I mean, we did one movie with him playing trains and automobiles. Obviously, the, the one Thanksgiving movie. We actually uh, did. We, we did Spaceballs, didn't we? Yeah, we did that. We did Home Alone. So Home we've Alone. done a few movies with John Candy, you know. We have, and I mean, John Candy. I can't say enough about this guy. This guy did so many movies, and was great. In all of them. I mean, we even brought up Home Alone, like I said, a minute ago. But, I mean, movies like... I mean, he was in JFK. Uncle Buck is a movie yeah, that's that one for me. close to my heart. Oh, yeah, same here for me. And the, another one that's not as well known, but a summer rental. Yes. I love that movie. <laughs> it's random. It's not, a, it's not a movie that gets talked about nearly enough, but... I like it, dude. One of my uh, one of my favorite John Candy movies is a rare movie, Armed and Dangerous. Yeah, him and Eugene Levy. Yeah, another one. Uh, rare movie. It's another one. Um, Delirious. Delirious. Another good one. Uh, just, I mean, the Blues Brothers. He's a, he's one of the cops. This guy is just in. I mean, he's in everything. Everything he's in, he stands out. Not because he's the big fat guy, no. No, he's just he's just good at what he does. Exactly. Um, even he wasn't in the movie, but but for about two minutes. But uh, his cameo and career opportunities to yeah. me is one of the best parts of that movie. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Go back to uh, the original Vacation. He's yeah. not. He has not a big part in that movie, but you remember, he's the guy that gets shot in the ass by Chevy Chase. Yeah, he's the security guard. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He gets shot in the ass by Chevy Chase. So, yeah, that's another fucking great part. John Candy, though, man, I just... Yeah. I don't think I could ever say enough about John Candy. We lost him way too soon. I yeah. I remember the day I heard about it. And I just... I, I, I was literally kind of crushed because such a fan of John Candy. All his movies... I would love to see him still doing stuff today. One is, I mean, basically, I think his last movie was Canadian Bacon with uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, his last two were like, yeah, that one and another one he did, um, Wagons East. Uh, I haven't seen that one, but yeah, go, you got to see that one too, man. That's, and, and and by all accounts, he was pretty well liked. Uh, I don't oh, yeah. recall ever hearing a bad thing about the man. No, no, oh, excuse me, no. He was one of those guys, well liked. Easy to work with. Uh, didn't need a script. Again, back to the Home Home Alone episode we did. None of what he said in Home Alone was scripted. Improv, yeah. 100%. And that's talent right there, boy. The man was an absolute talent. And another one of my favorite little odd movies he did was Who's Harry Crumb? <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love that movie right there. But uh, I don't know, man. I got uh, I got nothing else. 
I'm uh, I've gone through my movies. You got any more movies that we missed? Uh, no. I guess like the last thing we can get into to end it on us <laughs> on a funny note as opposed uh. to a death note. Uh, what do you think about this Alec Baldwin situation? He gets into a fight over a parking space, and I can't yes. help but think of our Bronx Tale episode. <laughs> you got to tell me, was it was that fight? Was it really over a parking space? <laughs> really over a parking space? Nah, kid, you'll understand. <laughs> Take it easy, there, Henry. Uh, you'll understand later, you little fuck. God. Uh, yeah, got into an argument, got into a fight, assaulted someone. Um, of course, though, because he's a he's kind of a Trump basher, they will let him go on mutual combat. This is what happens yeah. when you get a good lawyer. Mutual combat, uh, which is a fancy word for assault, in my opinion. But yeah, dude, it's... Look, the guy... There's pictures of him assaulting the guy, having him up against the car. You know what's scary, dude? When Stephen Baldwin is the most sane of all of you guys. <laughs> That's scary, man. When Stephen fucking Baldwin is the most sane of all fucking Baldwins. Come on, who gives a fuck? I mean, come on. Alec is the moneymaker, though. <laughs> Alec is the star. Alec is clearly the star of that family. I don't know, man. It might be Steven. You got to remember, this guy still owns a fucking restaurant in New York. So <laughs> Steven might be just, you know, under the, you know, behind the scenes making money. But yeah, Alec is the one still on TV. I'm not big on Alec. I look, the only, I love Alec Baldwin from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Come on, Box. You weren't a fan of the uh, skits he did with Adam Sandler on SNL? A few of those, those were good. Those, those were, come on, those were golden. <laughs> uh, those were good. A few of those were good. The uh, all the camping trips. Oh, geez. yeah, yeah. They, they, come on, man. Those, the, I can't, I can't let you uh, downplay those ones. Those are classics. And he did them with Pat. Yeah, Pat. So, yeah, dude. It was a look. I, I'm, I'm not dissing Alec Baldwin, but as of late. Yeah, Patchy. I'm not, I'm not saying he hadn't been a dick, you know, whether it's, you know, even with his own daughter. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a dick, but hey, he's Alec Baldwin. Yeah. 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 But uh, so basically, though, he is getting off for the mutual combat, which is not a crime in L.A. or California. I guess that's the state. It is still a crime in some states. It's just not a crime there. So his lawyer talked to him in the mutual combat. He's not getting anything. But yeah, got into a fight over a... When will these celebrities realize a couple of things? A, there's cameras all over the road. B, everybody's got a camera. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Everybody has a camera. People. So I'm... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Go. Go. Oh, no, I was basically just going to say, um, as far as Alec Baldwin goes, I mean, obviously he got off, but do you think the days of celebrities getting off or just get a slap on the wrist, those days are long gone? No. That old Hollywood mentality of just like, you know, sweeping things under the rug are gone? I hate to say this, and I'm not trying to get political, but it does depend right now on which side you're on. It really does, dude. And it's sad. Because there should be one standard for everybody. But it seems like the 
the left is getting hit harder than the right in Hollywood. Um, and it kind of sucks. But I think there should be one standard for everybody, to be honest with you. Everybody. I don't care what side you're on. I don't care who you think the president should be. One standard. What he did was assault a guy. Plain and simple. I'm so if that were you and me, we, we'd be looking at hard time right now. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's it's it, it, it's hard to say that that it, it it's dead. You know the the whole celebrities get the you know they still have the money to get the lawyer that a regular person like me you you know any most people in our chat room I don't I'm I'm not speaking for anyone but most people in our chat room couldn't get a fucking high priced fancy lawyer to get us off on something like that you know yeah. if we yeah. punch Plus, somebody I guess it we're done on like if they can uh, if Hollywood feels like can, they they feels like they can still get something out of you. If they feel like you haven't outlived your usefulness yet, then they'll be like, yeah, we'll, we'll get you out of this one. But then it's like, once you outlive your usefulness, a la like a Bill Cosby type, where they feel like we've kind of squeezed everything we can out of you, so now we're going to like leave you to your own devices type of thing. Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of why I feel, really, I, th- I believe Hollywood should stay out of politics. I really do. Yeah. They don't have any place in it. These are people who are going to tell us how to vote and tell us to let people in our country. And they all lived in, these people live in fucking gated houses, gated communities. Yeah. And, you know, enough. Stay out of it. Politics should be up to the politicians. Yes. I, 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 Elvis has said it once, you know, back to the Elvis talk. Elvis, even when he was asked about, you know, Nixon and Watergate, he said, I'm an, I'm an entertainer. I don't need to speak on that. Dolly Parton, just this year, they tried to get her to bash Trump, and she said, I am an entertainer. I sing. I have no business being in politics. I agree with that. These people are out of touch. They have more money than God. They're yeah. all sitting here bitching about Trump, yet I guarantee they're taking high advantage of the tax cuts he gave to people that are, you know, making millions because those are the people that really got the tax cuts are the millionaires and small yeah, the business. People that don't need it. Right. The people that don't need it. And, and, and small business did too. Luckily, small business got a bunch of tax cuts, but they, they're out of touch, dude. They're yeah. out of touch. They don't know what a, 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 a guy like me or you goes through or Shaheen who's fucking traveling around fucking town to make fucking money and make ends meet. They don't know what we fucking go through, dude. They want to wake up in the morning and buy a new car. You know what they do? They go do it. Yeah. No problem. I need a new car. Michael, I have fucking my car is dying it's got a it's got a new engine that was used that's a piece of shit i got fucking three nails in one tire yeah and and yeah and and not to get like super political but i don't know man it just seems like ever since trump got in office and celebrities that i were like big time that i was big time fans of you know, the, hearing their political views on things really kind of made my opinion of them drop somewhat. Like whether it's like De Niro, like I said, I, I love De Niro, 
I don't need to hear his po- personal politics. I don't need to hear his opinions on that type of shit. I don't. I mean, when you, you're right. But, uh, and I'm sorry to get you, but I'm also not the guy that's going to be like, well, I'm never watching another one of his movies again. I'm not that guy either. I really, I, I'm not. I will watch a De Niro movie. Your politi- your political status might suck to me, but look, A Bronx Tale is, is, is an amazing movie, and I'm going to fucking watch it. Goodfellas, I'm going to fucking watch. Oh, hell yeah. I'm still going to watch your movies. I don't care. I mean, listen, a lot of the musicians are against Trump. A lot of the fucking actors are against Trump. I'm not going to stop watching movies. I'm not going to stop listening to music. I just wish they would stay out of it a little bit. You know, I understand a lot of people. Because if you think about it, a lot of these conservatives didn't, I mean, they've been treated shitty. I mean, look at Tim Allen. Tim Allen got kicked off of, what was it, ABC or CBS? It was ABC. Fox picked him up. He's doing great. Yeah. I hate to say this, but you know what? The Connors ain't gonna make it. It's bombing. It, it, it's, it's going. It's going. I, I know it got renewed for a couple. Of, it, it, it's just like I said. It, this is going to be a mercy killing, dude. They have it, one episode left. They have one episode left to make it, or they're gone. You know that, right? Oh wow, this is new news to me. I know. I just heard they um added like a couple episodes. Whatever this. Whatever this. No, whatever the station was. Was it ABC or something? They yeah. ordered one more episode. Oh. The, it is not doing well. It is bombing in the fucking it, bombing. And I'm not I'm not going to say it's all because of Roseanne, but it's all because of Roseanne. <laughs> that show was I mean, fucking successful. It, it is. I mean, and, and not to, like I said, once again, we can sit here until we're blue in the face. But I, I really do think that, yeah, part of what Roseanne said was fucked up, but she's a comedian. She's a, it was a joke. She's been like this for decades at this point. And I really think that they made a knee jerk reaction. Dude, it, it was, the whole situation was a knee jerk yeah. reaction. Dude, Hillary literally said that all black people look alike a week ago. Joking, maybe, but she said it. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard that clip? I haven't heard this clip, but apparently, like I said, it's not. It didn't pick up a lot of buzz, so it should clearly, have. Yeah, it, it should. Yeah, it should have picked up buzz, but once again, they swept that under the rug because I guess like she's everybody's, you know, flavor of the month. Yeah, well, she this uh, a reporter mixed up two people, two black guys, Cory Booker and I can't even remember uh-huh. who, but and Hillary said, "Yeah, they look alike." Oh, all black people look alike. Oh wait, hold on. I think I have it here. Hold on. Let me turn this up. Thank you, Facebook. Hold on. What do you think of Cory Booker? Is anything coming in your feel free? Oh, I... Well, that was Eric Holder. Yeah, Eric Holder. Oh, Eric Holder. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I know they all look alike. No, they don't. <laughs> oh, well done. Okay, that was last week, dude. Jesus. <laughs> now, tell me if, if Trump didn't say that, they'd be calling for impeachment. Oh, I know they would. I mean... Look, I'm not the look, I am a Trump supporter. I don't support everything he does. I certainly don't support everything the man says. <laughs> He's a he says way too much. But yeah. we've got to fucking come to one I mean, no, we don't need to come to one side, but we need to be able to hold everybody to the same standard. And that's that's one thing we're missing around here right now. 
yeah. same standard. Well, and I mean, yeah. and you know, to tie this back, I mean, you got Alec Baldwin who blatantly there's pictures of him assaulting this guy, holding him against a car against his will, and they're calling it mutual combat, which is not a crime. He's gonna skate. But let's say some let's say any average Joe on either side did that. Either yeah. side. Left, right. I, I'm not even gonna bring up Trump supporter, you know, whatever. Let's say an average Joe did that. Do you think you'd be able to afford a lawyer to get you off on a mutual combat thing? No. You no. probably you mean, more than likely you wouldn't go to jail, but you would spend you'd be spending some money right. to stay out of it. Right. Right, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, me, same here. I mean, if, if I get into a fight with someone, I'm, I'm, I, I, I know the consequences. I'm probably going to fucking get arrested. I'm probably going to fucking have to spend a lot of money to get out of it. Listen, I'll tell you a story. My nephew, my older nephew, got into a fight with a kid. All mm -hmm. right. The kid was bullying him. Number one, which I don't, I can't believe my, my, my nephew is taller than me. I'm six one. My nephew's taller than me and bigger than me. And this kid was bullying him and he threatened not only my nephew, but my other nephew, my younger nephew, when they were all out. So my nephew kicked his ass, broke his glasses. They talked hey, it out. Good on him. Well, both parents came down, they talked it out, and it was all good. So, when my brother-in-law left, this guy called the cops, filed a report. Long story short, my nephew went to court, now have to pay for this kid, pay for this kid's glasses, and for emotional distress. The fuck I... Okay? Look, look yeah, emotional, I mean, look. I'm, there I'm, are people. I'm, I'm not going to shit on emotional distress because right. there are people that go through legitimate issues stemming from attacks or the different bully, things. The bully had emotional distress. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but that that's just horse shit, man. That whole concept of emotional distress and that the fact that like, how do you quanta? How do you even put a price tag on something like that? Like, <laughs> how do you determine emotional distress? I don't know, but I mean, again, if if you're a normal Joe. And you get into a fight, there's consequence. I believe on celebrity, normal Joe, I really think there's a standard that we all have to live by. Even with all these fucking teachers, dude, how many female teachers now are 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 in the news for fucking sexually, you know, assaulting these kids? These 14, 15-year-old yeah. kids. And it's funny. The female teachers seem to get away with it. The male teachers seem to go to jail for life. Oh well, yeah, because you know they look at it as this. Is, they're looking at these. You know, oh, she's a woman. You know, you know, she dealt with things. She dealt with some. She has some emotional trauma in her life. That's why she did it. Some therapy will help her out. The kids. The, if if a male student gets rid. Oh no, he uh, he's he's a man. He he's a man. Like he he likes it. He. It's still a crime being committed, right? Because right. just because it's a, a man and not a woman doesn't mean that there isn't some type of emotional impact. Like <laughs> you might be creating a, a man with issues. He's going to grow up having issues with women and not knowing how to deal with women because he was put into an adult situation. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, you get you, now you got a guy like Alec Baldwin who hires a fancy lawyer, gets away with it, and what do you want to bet? This may not come out, but what do you want to bet this poor guy has to pay his fucking lawyer fee? What do you huh. want to yeah. bet the guy he assaulted is going to end up paying his lawyer fee? Oh, that's shit, yeah. Because, yeah, he'll take him to court. This is, I hope he doesn't, this is, you know, to me that would be ruining a, a, a decent guy's life. Yeah, you got into a fight. People, good people do bad things. I think that's been established throughout uh, throughout history. A lot of good people do bad things, and a lot of good people do stupid things, especially. So yeah, you got into a fight. I hope his life isn't ruined over this, but I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see. We will. But anyway, Anthony, you got anything else? No, I think that about does it for this edition of Tasty Movie Review. Definitely. And uh, like I said, after the show, I'm going to play the whole thing of the Queen at Live Aid 1985, so you can hear that. And uh, I appreciate everybody coming on in here, chat room coming on in and, you know, giving us information. And don't forget to check out me and Shaheen. We will be around Wednesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't forget to uh, check out me and Anthony. We'll be back. Uh, next couple of weeks, I don't think I have anything to do uh, with another. We will do another movie coming up. This was a uh, holy shit. This was probably the like a, a history making thing. We talked about a movie that just came out yesterday. Yes, we're getting current. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and obviously, you don't forget to check out Shaheen's artwork on nuclearheatgraphics.com. And Anthony, thanks for joining me. Oh, Box, don't forget. Yes. If you have some money to spare. Yes. Please donate to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash THT network, where you will get up to eight shows a month for as little as five bucks a month. Thank you. I appreciate that. There you go. On that note, you guys have a good time. And here is the full Queen concert, about 21 minutes. Enjoy. Later, y'all.
Tero. All right.
This next song is only dedicated to beautiful people here tonight. It means all of you. Thank you for coming along and making this a great occasion. Cry in a cradle on 
CD, DVDs, and Blu-ray covers, T-shirts, and so much more. Art makes us human.